Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, After Brothers. Welcome to our favorite show on television, The Flash After Show for Season 1, Episode 9. Woo! We are here with the man in yellow. I'm your host, Roxy Stryer, alongside very special guests coming back this week. Thank you so much for joining us for your second time. Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. And, of course, the amazing, the beautiful, the fabulous, the talented Jeffrey Masters. Hello, hello. Okay, so, of course, our regular panelists, Tari and Ashley, are not here with us tonight. They will be back with us, I would say, next week. But they are holding out on us the show until January 20th. The 20th. Mid-season finale. Mid-season finale. Go into your Christmas break thinking about how crazy this all is. Bye. It's just like I'm okay with it because tonight's episode was unbelievable. Oh, but yeah. how are you going to dangle this carrot in front of me for a month and a half? Oh, it's smart. It keeps people theorizing. It keeps people referencing the comic books and referencing other series and theorizing about, well, this could happen, but this could happen, but they could go here. It'll keep people talking and build the hype until it comes back on the 20th and possibly bring in new viewers. This was great. It's nine episodes. You gotta catch up on it. Okay, and now we're all ready. Also, there's so many iterations of a Flash in the comic books. It's like you can pull from so many different angles to say, like, who Harrison Wells is, although they teased it tonight. (laughs) This is the perfect time for anybody who's been watching Arrow to come start watching Flash, anybody watching Flash to go start watching Arrow, anybody to binge watch, anybody to binge watch our after shows. Exactly. You've got three weeks. You could catch up on either show. Absolutely. So, Three weeks. Is it that longer than that? Today, four weeks. Today's the ninth. We're coming back at twenty. Math. I am great at math. You have a long time. You could catch up on both shows. Luckily, what you're great at is being a host. I have an English degree. (laughs) All right, guys. Let's get into this. So let's start right now. I know people are having ship wars across the country about this. Tonight, it was made very clear where Barry lies. Why? Why are you guys laughing at me already? I'm just amused that everyone's having ship. I'm like imagining people's grenades with little hearts on them. Ship with a P. Come well, on now. Yes. If you're listening, just audio. Well, yeah. Relationship wars. <laughs> relationship wars, okay? My little sister always is telling me, oh, you're only trendy if you know what it is to ship somebody. Whatever that means. We've probably Maybe been she shipping. she should get a ship off of her shoulder. 
Uh, <laughs> and thank you, Sean, in the booth. Love that. Okay. Shipping has been going on since the original Star Trek. This is not a new thing. Not the that term, word, though. The term is not a new thing what? either. Well, I feel like I'm trendy. You are trendy. I try to be. And so maybe, you know, it's like geek is chic again. So it could come back from there. All right. Let's get into it, though. So we've got Barry and we've got Iris. And there is this tension. There's the elephant in the room. There's actually a couple elephants in the room, but Iris doesn't know that. How big is this room? Uh, it seems to be a very small room with two very big elephants. One of them being that, hello, he's the Flash. The other one being, hello, he's in love with you and everybody knows it. Your father knows it. His father knows it. Your boyfriend knows it. You're the only one who doesn't know it. Are you blind, girl? Are you blind? Do you think that she actually had an inkling of an idea before he came out tonight that he was in love with her? No. You really think she was that naive? I don't think it's naive. I think it's more to the point that she saw Barry in a certain way. And if you see someone in a very certain way, that's your perception of them is colored. So she sees him as friend or brother figure. And neither of those really lend themselves to romance unless you step back and see them in a different light. And she never has. So he's in the friend zone. Or the brother's own, whatever. Yeah. I, I really hate that term. Uh, no, I really agree. I think that that's the way that <laughs> she sees do. him. And I think that she's not going to see him in another way. She asks him, Eddie thinks you like me more than a friend. Do you agree? Do you like me as that? The only answer you can give somebody is no. Why you know, is that the, the way only... She, because the way she phrased it. Why, though? Why Why do you have to say no to that? Well, because in this instance, it was preceded by, we're going to move in together. Right? Okay. First of all, we had a little bit of controversy about that. If somebody gives you a key, so this is Christmas time. In a ring box, which right. is like, what? I know. This is very, very... Romantic and sense. dumb as hell. But with, So this is the Christmas special. I didn't even realize from the preview that this was going to be a Christmas episode, but it was. So everybody's exchanging presents. Now, Barry gets Iris this very, very meaningful ring. No, he's not proposing to her, and apparently Eddie isn't either, even though he has a ring box. It's a replica of something that her mom had, which is really, really sweet. And Iris gets him the the microscope, and it's really also sweet. And Eddie's gift was a little more confusing. It's in this ring box. She opens it up, and it's a key. Now, I'm sitting there thinking he's asking her to move in, and you guys are sitting there thinking that... She's just getting a key to his place. Yeah. Which is a step in the relationships. Absolutely. I I feel like I'm really glad that they clarified. Yes. Because we thought obviously different things. So we know that she is being asked to move in because later on she comes and tells Barry, hey, guess what? I'm moving in with Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of strange timing, too, that she was going to say that. I mean... Do we feel like Eddie's resenting him or that he's just, or that he's threatened by him? Or why did Eddie choose to tell Iris that Barry, he thinks Barry has a crush on her? Why would he say that? I, I think it's just like honest talk in relationships. Yeah. I don't think it's a resentment thing. He doesn't seem like that kind of person towards Barry. He sees him as a friend. So it wouldn't be, oh, he has a crush on you. That's so dumb. It's, hey, did you, uh, did you know the thing? Because I really think the thing is happening. Also, Just I think saying. you say that to somebody because you want to see their reaction. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. oh my God, really? Or, whoa, no way. What about the moment? Because we got to talk about the actual moment we have 
when Barry decides to go tell Iris. You know, he goes and he visits his dad, and his dad saying to him, "You, I know this. You got to go do something about it." Barry goes right to her and says, "I love you," and we knew it was coming. You could tell from that hug; it was like not not the butt out hug. It was the like, "Let me hold you and embrace you and tell you how much you mean to me." Hug. You could see it in his yeah, eyes. He did. I love that her reaction was just, oh, I love you too. Which she really sees him as a brother or a friend. She didn't pick up on those signals at all because this is Barry. This is her friend from forever. This is her bro. Should he have kept it in to himself? Is it inappropriate that he came forward with his feelings? Or is he just being honest so we're okay with it? I mean, aren't we honestly going to be on Barry's side? We want what he wants. I feel like I'm on both their sides. I really? don't think it's mutually yeah. exclusive right now. No, I mean, I think you have to say something like that. Also, I think for, like, a person to get over something like that, you need to, like, put it out there. You need to get denied and then get over it. Or... So you think this is that? You think Barry is now going to move forward and get over it because she's denied him? Um, yes, it, because I think that makes sense. And because also we know that they've cast um, uh, an actress who has a name as a love interest for the second half of the season. Okay. The girl from, like, Starcross Lovers but, one. Uh, yeah, I remember we gave it a news and gossip. Yeah, maybe a redhead. But it's not going to... That doesn't mean that in season three he will still be over it but you mean temporarily oh, over yeah. it yeah and I think for like the storyline of the Flash they need to get him over it at least for like you know half a season okay I don't think it was the best timing let's be real it really really wasn't the best timing yeah let's be honest but he was <laughs> overly emotional and for good reason and that does impede your judgment and what and really, it's a holiday times oh yeah and what saved it was at the end when he came back to them when she's sitting on Eddie's lap and he tells them both, so I hear you're moving in together and I'm really happy for you. And that's telling Iris, yeah, I still really have a thing for you, but I'm not going to get in the way of your relationship. Okay, but Which is better than him actively going, did you break up with your boyfriend? So... Good for you, man. Okay, granted, she got a lot of new information when he was gushing out to him, but she said nothing. Did I, that not bother you? She needed some process time. Yeah, I cannot blame her. Say, say that. that. Here's oh, a, here's right. a thing. No, honestly, like if somebody if somebody came up to me and dropped a bomb on me, which is the equivalent of what he just did, and I knew it was a bomb, and I didn't know how I felt, or even if I did and just needed time to process, I would say. I really need time to process this. That you're you're completely allowed to take your time. But what I don't think is appropriate is to say nothing and let him walk out and just let it dangle in the air and then the next time to see him to be sitting on your boyfriend's lap. Like, you see how much he's going through. He gives this big speech about how he didn't want to lose you and now he feels like he has and he lost his mom, he lost his dad and now you're got all these things and for you to just be like, you also so have to silent. look at it from Iris's point of view because again this is a huge world shift for her her image of Barry has now been shattered with this confession that's one for another she can't say the wrong thing because this is the guy who has lost so many things in his life and she still wants to be his friend but she can't go with an immediate reaction of what or huh better or, to but, say nothing than the better to say nothing than the wrong thing i agree but say something instead of nothing it's possible that it was brain breaking enough that she just couldn't find the words that's true i will 
definitely give that to her. If Barry's holding it in and he chooses now to drop it, it is not on her to find the appropriate or acceptable response. It's on him to allow her time to process it because he could not time it well. Is any part of her... <laughs> yeah! So I guess you got the booth on your side. Thank you, Sean, for that one. Is any booth part guy, of Sean, her, I love you. <laughs> is, is any part of her, do you think, at all thinking, wow, I'm in love with him too? In in that moment or in the aftermath, in the next coming days, is any part of her wondering, could I see this as more than... Yeah. I think she has to be, like, at least processing that. This guy means so much to me. Could I feel that way for him? I don't think it would go for very long because she does have this stable relationship with Eddie, and it looks like it's a good relationship. So she could be thinking that. She could be exploring that as a possibility, but I don't think it will go anywhere unless something happens to her relationship or to her boyfriend. And I'm not going to wish that on her because that does look like a good, solid relationship. And you don't see that very often. Yeah. Okay, let's change ships for a second. So now we're on to Caitlyn's ship. Oh, now talk. it's an even more complicated ship because <laughs> I, I don't even know what we can call what's going on with her. She thought that her fiancé was dead. You know what this is? It's a ghost ship. It's a sinking ship. Yeah, it's a ghost ship. No, it's still sailing. Everyone just thought it was dead. Yeah, that's it's true. The, it's the Black Pearl. It's all it's burned the up. Black, so that's what we'll call their ship name, the Black the Pearl. Black Pearl. Caitlin is chilling by her car, walking to her car, on the phone with her buddy Cisco. We got the Scooby gang going on. And whose shadow does she see, or reflection does she see, but her boyfriend, but not really her fiancé, more of like a... I've been sitting in a dumpster for the last few months and my hair is long and I look like I've been burned kind of fiance. This poor woman, this poor, poor woman goes chasing after him and if she's not confused enough, he bursts into flames. I mean, come on. What, uh, what are, what are we thinking doing this to her? Like, I just think she's the, cutest, sweetest, nicest girl who put up with anything and it's like she's looking at him about to say till death do us part and then she's like ooh except for that she's the cutest, sweetest, nicest girl who will put up with anything and is in a CW show Yeah, (laughs) that's kind of where you have to go oh we're in this genre that's right you're very protective of her Roxy I am I am I mean she came in you know Jeff she came in for an interview with us yesterday we're a huge fan of Danielle Panabaker's and of the character she's incredible We'll we'll get to some news and gossip about her um, that we got in our interview with her. But I just I'm looking at her and I'm like, there's no way she's going to give up on this guy. When I think most girls would give up on a guy on fire. I don't think she's one of them. But not if they're coming back to life in theory. You know, dealing with their death for so long. A part of you is like they're alive. They're, they might be evil, for lack of a better word, but they're alive. Well, and he died in a catastrophic incident And they've seen a lot of people who supposedly died and said same catastrophic incident coming back. So it's possible that there was a little part of her that was holding on to that hope. And then she sees him and he's there. And then he says, I'm not Robbie and goes a little bit off the rails. And it's a very rough situation to be in because it's hope versus awful reality check and Mm -hmm. you can't wipe either of them out. That's what she says. She says, I was waiting for that one more moment and I got it and I wish I didn't have it. Yeah, and then, of course, when he says, I'm not Ronnie, as we know, Firestorm is two people. Could that have been the second person talking in that? Could be. It was confusing to me because 
we will talk about what he ends up doing in the episode and how he does save the Flash. Right. But when we saw that moment, he sounded to me like Robbie Amell. But earlier, he didn't sound like him as much. He sounded more distorted. Maybe he was playing Garber at this point. I don't know. Is it two voices? Do we see two faces? We still don't know how Firestorm works. Historically, Firestorm is two people who have been merged into one. We know we have two actors cast. We've only seen one of them. I don't know if we've heard two of them or just heard one of them. It's confusing at this point. And while they're being loyal to the comics, they are like taking some leeway for like portrayals of yeah. characters. Well, you have to because there have been so many different versions of comics, yeah. too. Not even all the comics stay loyal to each other. Well, and you need to make it your own so it's not just, oh, they're rehashing this this week. And you need to make it memorable. Right. This is our version and you can't predict what we're doing because we're not following the comics. So I'm with the show on this one. Oh, absolutely. And the sound editing is wonderful. And props to the sound editors. And the special effects. So cool to watch. Oh, yeah. Really, really unbelievable. Did you guys find it interesting? Because I I took note of this and I didn't realize how close Caitlin and Cisco were. We always call them part of the Scooby gang. But I thought it was really interesting that she trusted in him and only him. And then realized, wow, we don't know much background on on how long they have been in cahoots for. I mean, they have to be close, but also, like, even if she has other friends, they're not going to understand the world of metahumans. Right, yeah. but she you know. didn't go to Wells. She went to Cisco. She didn't go to Barry. She went to Cisco. Yeah. Well, you don't go to... Wells doesn't understand on the wavelength that Cisco understands. But My Cisco's understanding so is that Cisco was also Ronnie's friend. Right. That they had a rapport of some sort. And so he would also understand and be keenly feeling that loss. Whereas for Dr. Wells, it was, yes, he worked under me. Yes, I realized he was your fiance, but we weren't like buddy-buddy. I didn't go to his birthday party or anything. But Wells is the one who by the end says, I know that I don't always do everything, but I'm going to get him back. I promise you that. Do we believe him? I, mean, I don't believe anything he says ever, but especially that's kind not of a de- tonight. That's kind of a defense mechanism at this point. He is playing. He has a Xanatos gambit going on, and I'm just waiting to see. Have, have you heard that? Yes. You know what that is? Yeah, he has a Xanatos gambit going on, and I'm waiting to see how it plays out. Giant mastermind plan yeah. where every single little thing is planned out. You think that he has it to the T? You think he knows everything? And do you think then is this part of the plan to get? Firestorm to be back in Ronnie's body or without burning. I think he's adaptable. I I think we'll go into it later, but I think everything is part of Wells' plan. Okay. All right. Well, I think it really is a full-on Xanatos gambit. Yeah. Everything. And even if it's not, he's from the future, so if it's not part of the plan, it's now. He knows it's going to happen anyways, you know? So if it's not part of the plan, it's going to He be knows how to work with it. As long as that newspaper article that he keeps referencing stays the same. Okay. And and when it changes, he just switches it back. Yeah. We've gone through our ship wars a little bit. We want to get into the meat of this all. We've been waiting for nine episodes to see what is going on with this color flash that has killed, uh, that killed Barry's mom. We, we get it hinted tonight what it's called, and it was, at one point it was something to say the opposite flash. 
we know him, and he describes himself as the reverse of the Flash. So he's a reverse Flash. We know that. That some we don't know if there were multiple people there, but we know that one of the people at the site of the death, the yellow man, the man in the yellow suit, was the reverse Flash. So it, it might not necessarily have just been the reverse Flash, but the reverse Flash was there. This is a. I can't believe that they shared this with us this quickly. I mean, I know it's the mid-season finale, but I felt like we were going to have to wait seasons and seasons to know. I'm not surprised. Well, it's because they left it and open-ended on who's going to be the second person there, and because they needed, they really needed a hook for the show. We're nine episodes in. We probably still have some people who are kind of on the fence, and well, it's okay, and it crosses over with so? Arrow, and it's cute, and then you get to this, and it's like. Oh, serious business. All right, I'm in. Oh, I really disagree. I think by now, if after the crossover, you're in it for good. Like, And it's been so good up to this point. I think people are definitely around for it. It depends on the fans. I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans had to stick around for 12, 13, 14 episodes hmm. before we really hit that thing that anchored it home. You know who we so could ask? So it makes sense for them to have that. I think we should ask the fans. Because yeah. Let's hear <laughs> oh it, guys. What novel idea. idea. So you guys, let us know. Are you completely hooked on The Flash? Are you still buying in? Did this help you stick on? I want to know from you guys. I want to know via iTunes. Go rate, comment, subscribe. Write your comments. We read every single one of them. Go to YouTube. Do the exact same thing. If you're on one, switch over to the other really helps us out um, and we we respond to you guys so I don't know yeah. I know that I'm hooked I know that you guys are hooked I wonder if you guys are hooked it, I, I would assume so because I think this show is yeah. amazing also yeah. like I have a small attention span but like I'm hooked in two or three episodes where I don't continue and this I'm like so excited every week for What's really cool about this week, you know, usually when we're talking about the show, we have at the end what we call our monster of the week or our big bad of the week. This has been the big bad that's carried all the way through. So I'm I'm liking that we're getting something paying back at this point. You know, I, I... because I have a short attention span like you, I need answers at some point. I need yeah, answers yeah. sooner than later. Uh, so I was really, really excited to see that they announced who this was tonight. We, st- if they did announce who it was, which is still very, very up for debate. Sure. But in order to get to this point, we had a bunch of different things go on. We- Wait, I'm sorry. Can we not move away from like the red streak as well? So just yeah. to, so we said there's two people who were in like yeah. involved with the death. Mm-hmm. Well, we-, we think maybe and Cisco we thinks. Think. Yeah, 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 which is a good theory, totally. I know there's, is it Flashpoint? There's another guy in the comic books. Impulse, Impulse. is the one that I'm leaning on, because I completely screwed up my suit colors last week, and Impulse is red. Does the so, reverse Flash ever work with another person, though? That I don't know. Oh, I don't look at these people as working together. I look at them as fighting against each other, Yes, which is why I believe the person there is actually the Flash. I think the Flash came back from the future. To try to save his mom. To try to save his mom. And he's the red streak. And he's going against the reverse Flash, who's the yellow streak. And the same thing that we saw with Barry and the reverse Flash now, with them doing that thing, is exactly what's going on there. So what Mm. happens is he goes back to save his mom. Once again, he still cannot beat the reverse Flash. But what he does do is like save himself, in theory. And I wonder a bunch of different things. Number one, if it is him and he is able 
able to become fast enough, is there ever a universe in which he can save his mom and does save his mom? It depends on what theory of time travel you're going for this one. Because if we do go with the theory that this is the Flash and he's come back to the past, then we're working with time travel rules that say no matter what happens, it's already happened, it will always have already happened, and it all and it will always will happen. Right. But if that's the truth, then the newspaper Grammar. article wouldn't have been able to change. Right. So because Possibly. because the way that everything happened with Barry Allen, the fact that he had disappeared means that it didn't happen a certain way and could only happen that way. It happened a certain way and could have happened multiple ways. Oh my gosh, does your brain hurt yet? Because mine does a little bit. Well, there's three different versions of time probably we could be working with right, here, so exactly. who knows? It, that and make- it might not be the flat. I, I'm stuck on the impulse theory because yeah. he is a speedster and he is a time traveler. I think it's and a I just, really good theory. Yeah. I think there are a lot of really good theories out there. And with it being a second person in that like streak of light beyond the yellow reverse flash, that makes sense for somebody saving Barry. Because I was always like, why would the reverse flash save him? Right. I just certainly don't think it's two people working together no. to okay. create that mixture. No matter who the second person is, I think that they're fighting the reverse flash. I'm with makes you on sense. that one. Yeah. Because otherwise Otherwise, it, w- it would have been going together as opposed to se- whatever it is. So anyway, that I want to know your guys' theories. I, I love your guys' theories here, and my theory is always changing, which is well, yeah, which is amazing about this show. You so, adapt your theory to uh, work with new evidence, right? We some other new evidence that came across tonight was we met a new character. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is it McGee? Her name is I think McGee. B. I thought it was McBee. Oh, I thought it was Christina McGee. I thought it was Christina McGee. 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 Oh, it's a G. Christina Uh, McGee. Okay. Tina. Tina. What's up, Tina? Tina. Um, And she is part of Mercury Labs, which was competing with Star Labs until Star Labs was like, "Uh uh-oh, we're going to do something that pisses everybody off, particle accelerator. And then, then Mercury Labs takes off and is the front runner. She is leading this charge. Don't know whether she's good or bad. Definitely seems to have beef with Wells. Wells, who's presumably bad at this point, so maybe she's actually good, even though she's coming across as bad. What kind of vibe did you guys get from McGee? That they're rival scientists. She's not necessarily a bad character, but she has a low opinion of Wells because of past action scientific practices. We're not sure or just the fact that they're working for Rival Labs and doesn't want to help him out because she doesn't trust him. Which we know as the audience is an entirely justified reaction. Yeah, absolutely. Jeff, what did you, what did your gut tell you when you saw her? Um, uh, honestly, my gut was so indecisive with her that I felt like this storyline, especially with the Tachyons and, uh, Christina McGee will come into play as a, hopefully, I think a big part of the second half of the season. Well, yeah, Reverse just, Flash got the Tachyons. Yeah, I mean, he got that. that he got me? the McGuffin. I, I gotta know about the Tachyons and I just feel like I'm not, uh, this was a little sciencey for me because this isn't my forte and I needed Tari to be sitting there rubbing my back being like, let me explain this to you, honey. Uh- <laughs> the super luminal particles, right? Right. So yeah. what it is, as well describes it, it makes somebody indestructible or makes them very fast like the Flash. But they have to find the correct way to harness them first. But so that means that whoever would be using them didn't necessarily get their powers from the particle accelerator. They're getting the powers full, like completely on these tachyons. Potentially, we have no idea. It's possible that Reverse Flash wants to make more speedsters in his image and needs the tachyon particles to do whatever with them. 
At the moment, it's a MacGuffin, and we have no further information unless there's comic stuff out there that I don't know, which is entirely possible. Well, in the 90s version, Christina existed, but she was helping the Flash, like as like the mentor figure and what Harrison's doing in this Flash. Okay. So, so it do we think really that they, answers. No, but I, I, I love the callback to it. I think that every time they do that, they're trying to make a point of something. I just don't really know what that point is yet. Has but, Mercury <laughs> Lab showed up in any previous Flash versions? That's a question for you guys. Because I love that they called it Mercury Labs because like, okay. Mercury is the Roman version of Hermes, the extremely fast messenger god. Hmm. So how would that play into this? Oh, just a fun Just pun. a nice little... Oh, a, a nice little reference. Okay. Flash is extremely fast as well. Yeah! Wings on his feet, whole nine yards, you know. So what we're trying to do now as a team, as a Scooby gang, our Scooby gang is growing, by the way. More people are getting on this team. Joe, Eddie, not really, but kind of. Um, they're trying to catch the reverse Flash. Because, Eddie's scrappy-doo. Yeah, he, yeah, he's totally <laughs> scrappy. Absolutely. But because Barry goes against the Flash and it doesn't work out for him, reverse Flash, it doesn't work out for him. Now we know the reverse Flash is in town. Now we're trying to catch him. We have to, we can't outspeed him, so we have to outsmart him. So, what we do is we decide alright we're going to set up this system that is see through you can't see but also won't kill you we can stand there we need answers from you let's talk to you now, they set up a force field they set up a force field essentially and what I'm curious about because it, when Cisco he says something went wrong I don't know what went wrong I'm thinking somebody must have jammed it or tweaked it or whatever it, you know? Yes. Somebody would have access to it. So that means it either had to be Cisco or Caitlin or Harrison. Wells. Right. Or the other speedster. Or the other as speed. of yet unknown. Right. So presumably per, that would be I would think Wells. Yeah. I would think that he would have to have touched it. But they get him there. Oh, go ahead, Jeff. No, I'm just thinking, like, going off the theory that Harrison made sure the particle accelerator exploded for a reason, I think now he would again, like, jam his own system for a reason. Yes. Okay, yeah, I would agree with that. That's why I think that it was probably him, and that's why Cisco couldn't figure out what went wrong. I think Wells did something to it. But we see Wells is willing to get his butt handed to him by the reverse flash, at this point, it's confusing because we we have to talk about the ending now, too. We have to tie yeah. it all in together. Yes. Yeah. So we know that Wells either is in this suit or has access to the suit or is controlling the suit. Or, or has no, a similar or suit. Or has a similar suit or is has a future version of himself in this suit and is in two places at once. I mean, what, one place at twice. <laughs> two places at once. <laughs> two places at once. But that place is the same place. I mean, it's time very, travel. It's called time travel, kids. And I'm not sure how it works. If I did know, I'd be doing it myself. It's very, very confusing. But he's willing to get his butt kicked. What do you guys think is actually going on? Is he controlling the suit? Is he in this suit? Why is he willing? Is he trying to prove to everybody he's not in the suit? So that's why he sets up this whole fight. What's going on here? I'm going to go with remote controlled suit to throw suspicions off of him. So because we already know he spends ninety percent of his time in a chair to convince people that he can't walk. Yep, and so. hasn't told anybody about the future or the anything going on with the newspaper. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's like a hard theory because he does get beat up so 
bit hugely, but like it would throw off all suspicions while they're doing the fight. I was like, I guess the reverse flash is not Eddie and it's not Harrison Wells. That's what we said. We I wrote yeah. down every single person that was in there when we were watching. I was like, yeah. wait, so it's not Wells. It's it's not Eddie. It's not Joe. It's not any of these people. Let's- right. And then also Harrison though spoke exactly like the reverse flash was speaking to the yeah. suit. So it would make sense that he's like controlling it because also the reverse flash spoke about destiny in the future. And he said, you know who I am. Yes. You know who I am. And the only person who's spoken like that so far is Harrison. So we think that it was a remote controlled suit. I'm going to go with a theory that it's actually him in the suit. In the, I think there's two of him right now in the same plane. Oh, really? From different points in the timeline? Yeah, I do. Because that matches up with my same theory that you can, the time travel theory that the flash could go back. It, it hurts. It hurts not to know the answers, but it also feels so good. Uh, now we're hitting <laughs> Doctor Who levels of time travel. Seriously, we really, really are. I'm, I'm really trying to figure out which theory of time travel we're working with here, because that will actually tell us a few things, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure. What about, what did you think about Firestorm miraculously being there and saving everybody? I mean, he just comes in, saves the day, says, don't look for me anymore, and flies away he flies <laughs> like iron man away what that was unbelievable looking but what did you guys think about that i was so happy i was blown away i was like what is happening yeah. you think he's keeping an eye on her the I half think, of him that is ronnie is like no we really should go check on her absolutely i think he knows he can't be with her while he is what he believes to be a monster but i think that he I don't think he's lost all his memories. I do think he knows who he is, and he just doesn't want to admit that to her because he doesn't want her to look for him, and she, he knows she will. Or it's possible that there are two very distinct personalities trapped in one body, and she was speaking to the other guy at the time. Yeah, but then now, if she is speaking to him, why does he say, don't look for me anymore? Because he knows that he has another personality. Because he knows that there's issues, and why would you drag someone you love into issues? Right. Okay. What about what uh, Barry's dad says after Barry goes to him and he's so sad about everything that happens? He says, I messed this up. And his dad's like, you got to let it go. You Like, this isn't on you. I thought that that was a really moving moment. And I was glad to see him in the episode. Did that, that touch you guys the same way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Also, he's got to be worried that his kid's going to meet the same fate as his wife. He doesn't know that Barry has superpowers, you know? All he knows is there's a dangerous man in yellow who, like, killed his wife, and he doesn't want that to happen to his son. He wants what's best for his son. He has seen his son throw away 14 years of his life and make every decision during his formative years to try and catch this supposedly impossible killer. Yeah. And watching your kid do that and not being able to say, maybe you should let it go and do something else. Maybe you should... This was the right opportunity to try to set Barry on his own path. Something where he wants to choose it instead of it being every move dictated by revenge. And very interesting that the father also mentioned, I know you're in love with Iris. Yeah. Like, Like, man, everybody knows. Everyone knows. Well, he probably came in and talked to his dad and told her about Iris. Yeah, but didn't say I'm in love with her. Probably just the way his eyes looked. Guys, I'm adding to my list of things that I want for my Christmas. I need that Star Lab sweatshirt, but now I need that ring. Now I need that flash ring so that I can be Wells. The one that Wells had? Okay. Why would you want to be Wells? Uh, Because 
how cool is it to be that mysterious and nobody knows what's going on? And maybe he's actually a good guy. Maybe he's not. Yeah. No, I also, don't so. what do we think he was doing to the suit? Is that how he like controls it, or he was like rejuvenating and it? And then it he had like... the same voice without having the suit on. Right. So he has. Pa- I don't know. Also, I think the ring was like a nice flashback to like previous flashes who like stored their suit compressed in the ring. Yeah, I love that you that you mentioned that. I'm yeah. wondering if we're going to see that at any point. Maybe we find a way to micro those suits. Yeah, maybe. We okay. we are getting the atom in Arrow. I know so that technology is going to be a thing. Really, really exciting. So who knows? Is Maybe. that going to be a recurring character or just a one off? He already is. Oh, a he already character. is a recurring he character. Just hasn't We're getting him Arrow building yet. the suit right no now. No way. Yeah, yeah, dude. He's watch play Arrow. <laughs> You've got like five weeks. Five okay. weeks. Watch Arrow. <laughs> we don't have five weeks in this after show though. Unfortunately, no, we, don't. we don't have even that many more minutes. So let's get to some news and gossip. Yes. All right. Up. So big week for not only the Flash, uh, but also for the DCU. Let's go through some of these things. For specifically this show, we're really excited to announce that Mark Hamill is coming back and playing Trickster like he played in the old version of the Flash. We know he's coming in around episode 17. Yeah. So not for a good long while. I'm obsessed with him. I think that this can only mean amazing things. I don't know how long he's staying for. I don't know who he's going to be appearing on screen with. I know nothing about it other than the fact that he's coming and I, I am buying. Ooh, what do you know, girl? I found an article online. I don't remember if it was tweeted to me or if Nerdist wrote it or mm-hmm. something. It came from somewhere where he's going to be the trickster and he's going to be essentially Barry's father's cellmate. He's in Iron Heights yeah, and helping the police and the Flash track down someone who is a copycat trickster and trying to copy what he did, the terrorist attacks he did on the city. Cool. Interesting. So he's working with the police. He's working with the government. He's on the Suicide Squad. He's been cast in the movie. (laughs) To an extent. We don't know how voluntary it is. We don't know if there's going to be a double cross involved. We know that we just have a few sentences. He's in Iron Heights and there's a copycat. Cool. All right. Moving on to the interview that we did with Danielle Panabaker. She told us something really exciting. Um, I, I don't want... This wasn't an exact quote. You can go watch the interview you um, to see exactly what she said, but she hinted on the fact that we are going to see Killer Frost at some point, if not just a small amount, sooner than later. Yeah. I think the way that I understood the phrasing of our conversation was was that Killer Frost will not be a big part of this season, but we're going to see a hint at it to let us know that it's existing and coming definitely. And I love that. She seemed really excited to toy with that. So I'm happy for her and I'm happy for us as fans. And the other thing she hinted at is that we were talking about Harrison Wells and we said, will we find out who his real identity is this season? And I thought it was so interesting. She said that it's actually changed since the show started. Yeah, she says based on um, you guys actually, based on fan interaction and based on what's going on, they keep kind of messing around with how things are going, which is cool. Yeah, although apparently as of... uh, this episode, they've uh, narrowed it down. Yeah. <laughs> so that's quite the pickup game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I, it's probably like early on. What is this, like nine right now? Yeah. And just now, um, recently in the DCU, I'm, I'm making it a little more, yeah. broadening it up a bit. So David Goyer wrote this series called Krypton. It's been picked up by Sci-Fi, which is really exciting. It's about Superman's grandfather. So this is a prequel to Superman. Uh, that's really cool. Don't miss that. And then Jeff Johns tweeted this week that Teen Titan will be coming. So, really, really cool stuff for the DCU. Amazing stuff for the Flash after show. Let's get to some predictions before we wrap. And now, your 
I predict that we won't be coming back until January 20th. What okay. do you guys predict? <laughs> Prediction confirmed. Oh, thanks, thanks. Winner. Um, what, what do we have over there across the table? Jeff. Oh, man. You know what? I have no definite predictions. Um, I'm just excited to see the way that Firestorm gets incorporated because I thought he looked so cool this episode. Yeah, he did. He looked really cool. And I'm excited to see not only how he's incorporated, but how we get Captain Cold back and how we're getting Heat Wave. Yeah. And now, we, now it looks like a lot of things are on fire. What are you thinking, Katie? I don't think we're going to get any answers before the end of the season. Uh, regarding what? <laughs> oh, regarding, regarding Wells, how he came back, what he's here for, maybe even the identity of the reverse flash. I think we will get more hints, but I think this is going to go on beyond really? season one, provided that we have a renewal for season two. Yeah. It's a good reason to pe- keep people going. It's getting such good writing. It's got to be renewed. I agree with that. I think one of my predictions is the fact that we saw Caitlin, that she's being held hostage. And sorry to Snowberry fans out there, but I don't think the Flash is going to be the one to save her. I think that Firestorm is going to be the one to save her. That'll be fun. In some capacity. And you know what? The pace of the show has been so good with like learning new information that I think I think we actually are going to find out who Harrison Wells is this episode. Or, no, I'm sorry, this season. Wow. And I think because, if not, it's going to get a little bit tired. It's like, oh my god, they still haven't told us? Well, we kind of find out he, in some way, might be the reverse Flash. Yeah. I'm more curious now who the other guy is. Oh, okay. yeah. So, hopefully we'll figure that out. I know it's going to be a very long hiatus. People at home are going to be looking for you guys. Where can they find you on social media if they want to talk to you before January 20th? I'm on Twitter at JeffMasters1. I am on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm also on Doctor Who Classics and Arrow, and we're doing that mid-season finale tomorrow evening. Cool. Really exciting. Your Arrow panel is awesome. Um, so everybody go check that out. I'm so excited. And you can find me at Roxy Stryer. You can find us at AfterBuzzTV, AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm serious about this. You have so long to do it. Please, please, please. iTunes, YouTube. we got to keep the conversation going. Otherwise, I might just cry every night to sleep alone re-watching episodes. Will you guys come over? Thank you. Yeah, I'll bring the wine. Yes, you will for The Flash. Okay, guys, <laughs> thank you so much for being such an amazing, amazing group of fans of The Flash show. Uh, we really appreciate it, and we will see you back here on January 20th. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 